WWWNBC. You see, Amish makes a character. That there, that there, WWWNBC. Holy shit, I need a haircut. I was just like, it's just the wrong guy to talk to, probably, but I haven't even combed it fucking like six months. I don't own a comb. Fuck dragons. Fuck combs. You haven't hair, motherfucker. Do it live. It's making me envious. You're just more masculine than me. Uh, that's it. That's what I, my I think I need that Joe Rogan testosterone replacement therapy shit. Because I was looking at my shins. It's like my leg hair is disappearing. It's fucking gross. It's weird. Mm. Can't be fat with no hair on your legs. What the fuck? Start calling myself Rubenesque or some shit. Do you have much like other body hair, like chest hair and shit like that? I don't even know, really. I don't <sighs> Like uh, you haven't looked at you, inspected you that close. Ran your tongue up and down my navel <laughs> and shit for a while. Um, kind of. I've just blocked it all out. I'm not a gorilla. I know you got like hairier. You got like Robin Williams arms and shit. Like your forearms, definitely hairier than me. Fucking ape. I'm so got hair everywhere except where it should be. I got this patchy ass beard. Fucking shitty genetics. This chick told me she knew, or her boyfriend, previous boyfriend, had uh, a really hairy chest with like a hole in the middle, and on the, his back it was like a, a patch exactly the like same spot and size of the hole. <laughs> so I remember, like, stepdad had just like a tuft between his shoulder blades. I was always mesmerized by as a kid. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is that a nipple hair? Did it disgusting. get lost? It's like the kid at the museum on the field trip who wanders off and gets lost and shit that's a tuft of hair on his back <laughs> speaking of kids here. wandering off and getting lost what was that i was saying happy chinese new year but what about kids oh, yeah. wandering off and getting lost well one of the movies we're here to talk about is fucking megan is missing oh i didn't realize this was the my oh yeah i movie. watched them bro. oh oh okay oh, you thought, I thought this was just, just random? a normal random shit. one yeah no nah, okay dude. this is Death to Smoochie and Megan is Missing double feature. <laughs> I love what? it. All right. Let me bring uh, my shit up then. I had some notes, I think. I Not mean, many at all. We could do a random one if you prefer. It doesn't talk matter. Talk about this Mandalorian this probably stupid turn shit into or something. A random one. Yeah, I was prepared to talk about that. That was something. <sighs> I mean, we can in this anyway if we run thin. Yeah. But uh, I made a comment on Facebook and it ended up with like 200 comments on it and shit. So ridiculous. People See, care. So ridiculous. I know I said in that, I was like, I'm stepping out of this shit. I'll save it for the podcast. It's not just me. It's like all these different pocket arguments between people and shit. It's hilarious. I'll definitely love to get into that. But uh, such strong feelings about the stupid shit. Fucking Gina Carano, of all people, posts know, like, so random. What do you care what she says about anything? That's what's so crazy to me. Everyone's giving each other's every tweet so much weight and shit there's and, farts in the wind who cares yeah and corporations too like this is all about them firing her because of these tweets i was thinking about this like we have laws right things are you know illegal if you do them we have consequences for that 
why should corporations even involve themselves in anything beyond that? Like, you know, if you do something illegal, the courts will handle it. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck what you do. You know, if I hire you as an actor or whatever, why does it, you know, why is it their responsibility? Well, it's not moral on their part. They just care about protecting their brand and their business and shit. And for Which some then, reason, they're such cowards, these corporations, that they think these 15 or even yeah. 10,000 people angry on Twitter, which ain't shit. What percentage of the population is 10,000 people? Nothing. We lose that in fucking three days to COVID. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, no one gives, they, they give them so much power too that these corporations right. bow down to this. Exactly. That's small, what I'm saying. The corporations minority. could just take a stance where they're just like, you know, whatever. You know, we're not doing anything. It's not our issue to deal with. It's, you know, what I mean? they could distance themselves, in other words. The, the funny thing, thing is, just the like CEOs and, and shareholders of these corporations agree with all the shit she tweeted. Right. Meanwhile. That's probably a big part of it, I think, especially Disney, Lucasfilm. Et Which is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they most of them are probably conservatives, the CEOs, the no, shareholders. Not, the, not a lot of these people, though, like the Kathleen Kennedys and shit out there. Well, know, yeah. Fiber, all those. That's true, I guess. People. Or they, or they secretly scenario. Well, the, the scripts flip, too, because, like, you know, being big Howard stands from back in the day, he was always getting the same cancel culture shit, but from the conservatives, now it's the let's flip. The liberals are the ones who, and the conservatives are all preaching free speech and you should be able to say what you want. Everything, it's like, they used it's to like be, it, it goes the Christian cycles, conservatives. Tipper Gore, wife of Al Gore, yeah. liberal, quote unquote it's liberal. Just this, fucking squares on every side, I guess. This is something our boy Ryan Jackson, who's coming on Saturday, sorry about his favorite movie, he brought up, Alien Street, which he said, none of this shit. None of these people, because everyone talks about the left in cancel culture. He's like, it's not the left. It's, for the most part, most of those people are like centrists, Democrat types, mm -hmm. rank and file, stupid ass. They're not progressive left. But I was like, what it really is, is it's the social, the radical social left or something. You know what I mean? They're left on social issues, but not necessarily on policy. It's not the people who want socialism and shit necessarily that call for cancel culture it's more like the tipper right. gores it's like yeah. the democrats and shit like and, your your preference of economic system for example it doesn't necessarily have anything exactly. to do with so your sensitivity he said like this, right? let's call them what they are cultural authoritarians and i was like mm -hmm. boom that's yeah. the term stop Fascists, using left right for any of this shit cultural yeah, yeah, yeah. authoritarians each each topic has its own spectrum and it doesn't necessarily mean one's left or one's right in every case yeah right so you can't even talk about cancel culture though without it like everything else getting pulled into get this fucking in the quicksand left. of left right bullshit yeah. and uh, only people on the right get canceled and da, 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 you know which they say a the lot other of part of this shit. whole <laughs> the other part of this whole conversation is exactly what was said because i've read a couple of her tweets and she, i knew this was going for a while too they didn't like certain yeah. things she had said yeah yeah stuff, she said the, the she's one, the conservative straw that, she says what the straw, all the conservative people say the straw that broke the camel's back was her essentially saying that people expressing their opinion basically what happened to her you know was akin to what happened in in nazi germany you know people being uh which is absurd for it is absurd that's that that's the other thing i was going to say though that's absurd in itself in and of itself but also to 
for, to take action on those words, it's not like she was talking about like wholesale, like we need to slaughter this group of people or anything like that. It's this very. She's an anti-Semite for comparing her persecution to the persecution of the Jews. But like, how does that mm-hmm. make you anti-Semitic? It's just a bad metaphor. Yeah, that, people need to stop using fucking analogies and metaphors, man. That seems to be a big part of the problem all the time. It's, uh, you know, I, I also saw Pedro Pascal, who is a liberal on the mm-hmm. same show posted and it was mistakenly he posted like an image of what he thought was the kids the american cages. yeah cages and against you know uh it was a nazi concentration camp right same thing almost and he didn't get fired which is a whole thing in and of itself as to like preferential right. treatment but whatever he's a he's the star of it and shit and they're all behind masks replaceable. and replaceable and she gives a fuck right I mean, oh shit i see pictures of her um, with masks off and shit but still yeah well she a lot of her. people like she's her character is anyway those, who yeah. cares it's like that's not the point. That's not the point at all. Yeah. And do have so many people, buddies of ours, Mike Moore and all these kind of dudes, liberal types, progressives who are like, her freedom of speech isn't being impinged upon. And she probably signed a contract that had stipulations about what she could say or not say on social media and all this, kind of defending it all. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about her. Specifically. Or any victim. I care. What grosses me out is that the compulsion of the public to go after someone for a dumb tweet. Right. I don't care and, who it is or what the circumstances. It's just everybody shut the fuck up. Right. And the knee-jerk reaction to like firing someone exactly. is only because of that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's such a crazy do, system. Do we all really want to operate in that system? You know, eggshells. We grew it's up very with arbitrary shit. walking with eggshells. All you gotta do on social media is shut the fuck up. And that's why I was like, I'll take this to the podcast where I can actually think out loud instead of everything I write down. It's like some declarative statement. This is how I believe and shit. When you mm-hmm. say anything on Twitter or whatever, you can't just yeah, say that's one reason I'm just I thinking out loud. Not, that's know. one reason I tend to not use that method. Right. I get know, it for it, sure. Because you do, you're like put, putting a stake in the ground, sort of. This is my stance. And, you know, it shouldn't be, but that's how I'm taking Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like these, like you're firing across the bow at each other. You're missing, you're flying past each other more. Whereas in this, it's more organic. Exactly. And like, well, you know, hold up. Well, act like you still have to go like first write it with a quill and then go print it with a Gutenberg press and shit. And like you put that much, like you stand behind this shit. You right. It's like, no, I went, yeah. Send, you know, send. Like I didn't, this isn't some propaganda that I manufactured and shit in a basement somewhere. And I'm coming out with this, some statement manifesto. Like, no, it's just all people thinking out loud, but we're fucking assassinating each other over thinking out loud. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and my other issue with the cancer culture shit is all the people doing it would not survive the scrutiny themselves in almost all right. cases. So That's what I'm worried about up. too is yeah, like not just for myself, but in general, do, do, does anyone out there in the world want to be operating that way where the one wrong move, they get fired from their job or whatever, you know, especially again, if it has nothing to do like with that. your job, you know? It's lame. And just that she's a anti-Semite and just shut the fuck up. You don't know. She might be. I don't fucking know, but I don't think so. I don't get that impression. I got the impression she's inarticulate and not the smartest person and has political ideas I don't agree with. Like, she's anti-mask and shit, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, I think it's a problem in society, but get fired over it. Like, if ever we're going to fire all the anti-maskers, it's like all the small businesses you're trying to protect are gone because half of them are the anti-maskers. And where does the anti-Semite 
idea, like the idea that she is an anti-Semite stem from, if it's that one tweet that's we were it. just talking about, that that's not, doesn't, it's insane. her stance is anti-censorship, basically anti. Uh, her stance is like anti-othering people. She's saying, right. What you do is you're othering opinion. people of political, a yes. different political persuasion, just like the Jews were othered, but it's like, not just like, that's what's stupid about it, but exactly that's the problem with analogies and shit like you don't need just, just say you're against cancel culture like that right. not to say she shouldn't or against you know othering i guess you know but at the same time making a bad one or whatever come on people it shouldn't yeah have these consequences either either a, that, that, have a discussion about wrongs it. to this whole take discussion. it to your podcast yeah. take it to your twitter feed or even go to her twitter feed and correct her or whatever but this right off with their head shit right. is sickening to me dude it's scary and not just as someone who says provocative shit because I think out loud and I have a different kind of mind. You and I both don't think like conventional people do. So we're bound to step and shit. I don't give a fuck personally. No, that's what I she should have done. That's, but again, that's yeah. the whole when you go work for Disney. Exactly. Fuck Disney. You're exposed to that. Yeah. You're cancelable. So gross. What a stupid system. Man. <laughs> Think and of the like old days. That, I bet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the anti-Semite thing again. Like normally, an anti-Semite is someone who, I mean, the worst extreme is they want to kill all Jews and shit. Right? That exists, you know, in the Muslim world, the Nazis, right. etc. And then there are lesser degrees where they say Jews run the world and they're they're cheap and they're you know whatever you know those sorts of stereotypes and things. She said nothing of that kind no. at all. <laughs> so where does the anti-Semite notion come from? Terrence Malloy posted. Uh, another screen capture from her Twitter of that famous shot of the one Nazi dude who's standing like this while everybody's yeah, fucking picture. And she's like, what a beautiful love story that. that this is the one guy who refused to raise his hand because, you know. Yeah. So I she's don't not, know of his story. She's not a fucking or Nazi. They, they think it's the guy. But these are the same people who think right. everyone who is a Trump supporter is a Nazi and shit. So, right. What are you going to do? And here's the other thing I was going to say about that, too there being this spectrum like let's say someone is they do stereotype like a, a company that makes movies and they cast someone as an actor and shit should they even be concerned with that person's opinions at all no. that's kind of where i'm getting at they should just hire them for their acting capabilities i mean you got the clint eastwoods and you got the randy quaids and all you know whatever you got all <laughs> randy these... quaid i'll drink to that <laughs> well you know how he is he's like kind of like he's insane yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, like, hire anyone. Fuck it. Who cares what they think? Is my point. Like, is, what is how that should that be the corporate whether they position. can play the part or not? Exactly. That's what corporate I'm position should be like. We now, if you said death to Jews, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? Of like course. that extreme. I'm just saying, though, if it's someone who just has these weird, like unpopular opinions and, you know, they might be, you know, on on the far, you know, conservative or liberal extreme, like like she is, you know, on the I mean, not even that far on the extreme. <laughs> Man. Well, now you got this Joss Whedon shit going on too, which yeah. I don't know all the stories, and a lot of the women don't even want to tell the story. Marilyn Manson's another one. The Joss Whedon one, though, it seems like he was a like he was Mean Girls or some shit. Like he called a pregnant chick mm. fat, right? He, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like this like, shit yeah. now it gets you canceled. Yeah. Like being a right. mean girl, exactly. Like it's like, dude, he creates the whole show not to give a pass for being a dick. Because look, we make shit without being dicks, right? There's no reason to be a dick. 
Yeah, it's but funny. I find the myself reaction off. to dicks now is like off with their head. It's just crazy. Like, go get yeah, off of their head find, to the billionaires. I find myself defending behavior that I even find kind of deplorable myself. Right. You know, the reaction it's to it's so unfortunate. Crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I don't do the kinds of things I'm defending. That's the fun, weird thing. It's like, that's another um, cognitive dissonance people need to be able to right. have to realize that your distinction people need to be able to make that you might defend something, even though you don't necessarily yourself want to do it. Or that's even what I said about way, Gina Carano. Being reproachable. In a way. I defend her right to be wrong. You yeah. know? And the Joss Whedon shit again, exactly. too. Like, his wife came out with this long thing about how <laughs> she thought she was married to this feminist icon and all this, and it turns out that he wasn't. Now she's in therapy and PTSD and all this and shit, which I'm sure it fucks you up that you think you got this perfect husband who turns out he's been cheating on you serially right. and this and that. Sure, but, but that's life, you know? That's, that's, just that's, life's dude, full of start punishing everyone in Hollywood for being a dick and fucking around, exactly. shut the whole right. town down, dude. I mean, I don't think, like we said, pe people shouldn't be dicks. I don't want people to be dicks, but I'm, people shouldn't we be all, dicks. you also shouldn't, uh, you know, destroy their careers because they are either, you know, they, sh they should be allowed to exist, you know, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but, right. you know, and it kind of probably makes the world more interesting, you know, that there are dicks out there, especially when it comes, sometimes hey, it seems like dicks make better art. <laughs> I was going to say, like, nice These guys don't people. make, I mean, we're, I consider us nice people, but we're also flawed and we could easily be dicks if we wanted and shit, you know, mm -hmm. it's in us. Oh yeah, I have to fight it. <laughs> right. Like, like I, try, I just I try to treat myself. people the way I want to be treated. That's, That's it. But it. I got exactly. it in me to fucking annihilate yes. you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and when I was younger, I was more dickish. Yeah. You know, I, as I got older, I got. Well, that's the thing. Just people, everyone, especially I hate the left and all that shit again. But, you know, the progressive mindset, the humanist mindset is to give the benefit of the doubt to like murderers and shit. Mm hmm. Yet not dudes who are dicks and call a pregnant woman fat and whatever one who knows what stress he's under and shit. It's just crazy yep. what they'll give a pass to and what they won't. Right. It's the slights. They make mountains out of molehills, man. Fucking it's crazy. So death the smoochie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you want to make this just a regular I don't one? Give a fuck, man. Either way. I don't care either. I'm counting wine and shit. Uh, I mean, who knows how much we may have to say about these movies, so maybe it's not... Well, yeah, first I don't off, feel like I have a ton to say about We've been them. talking about doing our pick system up front now yes, because the show too. gets cut off and people don't know what the fuck we're picking or whatever, and we created this whole new game where we each come with two picks and the other person gets to pick from those two, but the one that wasn't picked rolls over to next week. So... Say I bring Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and Masters of the Universe. He has to pick one of those motherfuckers, whichever one he doesn't pick. The next week, it's still Masters of the Universe until he finally picks it, be it 10 picks down the road or whatever. That shit will get seen. Be a so it's cool. They're equally that bad. Everything, equally everything gets their moment in the sun. So your rollover pick from last week was what? Santa with muscles, I think. <laughs> Hawk Hogan is Santa Claus. Yes, um, Michael Veers, that dude, watched it. He's coming on Saturday, too, before Ryan to do Halloween. But uh, Veers, Veers, I think. But uh, right. yeah, he, that is I remember funny. him posting about watching Santa with the Muscles. And how yeah, awful you told me about it yes. initially. That, and, uh, yes, uh, but I just it stuck in my brain. As with something to piss someday. Which we could have guests on for some of these, but the whole picture sure. gets weird. Um, yeah, but if we just talk at the picks, we we just do ourselves. But just yeah, yeah. we just have people to bounce shit off of, you know. But, but uh, so what was we your do, carryover? We just was, did. We don't even have room for yes, another person. I know. <laughs> My carryover was a war by Tobias right. Lindholm, who's the guy who made this movie. He's a 
um, what the fuck is he, Danish? I think. I think so. And he made a sick movie called A Hijacking, which yeah, one of the best. Take Captain Phillips. That's the Hollywood version. A Hijacking is the real shit. Like, it's so good. Just cinema verite, totally realistic, understated as hell. It's amazing. It's so much better than Captain Phillips. Mm-hmm. And that's no, you know, insult to anyone who worked on that shit. But, uh, no, it's still, I mean, a huge achievement. Yeah. And Not he's written terrible, like a couple but, of Thomas yeah. Vinterberg movies and shit, but, uh, he hasn't directed much else, I think. But this is, uh, a war it takes place in Afghanistan and um, something about the soldier in Afghanistan and his family having shit going on back home, but it's supposedly fucking amazing. And Santa with muscles. What's what are you adding to it? What's your new pick? <laughs> Our documentary is still cool. I did uh, American Factory before. I'm always down with a do good doc. Life itself. It's a documentary on What's Roger Ebert. Yes, yes, yes. I always wanted to watch it's it. Supposedly it's supposedly like, really good, too. So no, it's dude, got totally. a, like Werner Herzog and a few others appear in it talking about it and stuff. I dude, think. it's been on my it's list for credited. ages. Sweet. Awesome. So, Santa with Muscles or Life Itself. Do you want to pick one now? Should that be? Uh, I think that maybe Do you want to know what my other way. pick is? Uh, yeah, either way. I definitely Zardoz. Want to know. <laughs> Zardoz. It sounds familiar. Zardoz. Um, let's just Google it. <laughs> the picture sean connery zardoz yes, um seen this a john borman that. movie from the yeah. 70s which has been on my list of shit john to watch Con- for forever but i've never watched but dude it's like flash gordon outfits yeah shit. Like, i've definitely heard of this so zardoz in a war it's beautiful oh, there's man, life itself and santa with muscles i know I mean, yours is tough the, dude. i might the, let's let's table it i'm gonna think on it Okay. The beauty of this system is that one carries over. So if you you don't pick one this week, but that's part of the fun of it too, is like trying to pick something that keeps the other one at bay. You know what I mean? Like keep making the other pick so attractive. It will get hilarious if like Sam Muscles has been there for like 26 weeks. Exactly. (laughs) It would. It's just like like approaching DiMaggio's hitting streak and shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I kind of want to pick it. Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just because then, yeah, yeah, it'll keep it fresh and shit. Yeah. And there's always will be two picks and shit, you know. Right. Um, but then I'm scared. Next week something will come along and I won't pick Life itself, which I've been wanting to watch. Fuck it, Santa with the muscles, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you picked. That's your pick. <laughs> yes. I'll pick mine now. I could probably do it pretty quick. I think I'm going to go with War. Same thing. Just like uh, that gives us another the- crazy combo, which I like. Zardoz and Santa That's true. I didn't even think of it that way. I'm glad I did. Too similar yeah. and shit. Yeah. 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 That and is a good war in life itself. That like that sounds like a boring ass podcast, to be honest. Even though both That's movies true. are probably amazing. Yeah. War and Santa with Muscle sounds great. And then, yeah, if we did the opposite next yes. time, it turns out that way. Zardoz <laughs> and life itself. Yeah. Which it could right, be some sweet. other two picks in there. Who knows? Um, so now that we've taken care of all our business, the housekeeping, whew, which is kind of the fun part sometimes. Yeah. All right, what are we every time after we figure this out do we <laughs> do i say well, let me think about this a sum, like... summary of yours or do i say why i picked mine it's like oh. i say a summary of yours and then you say why right. you picked yours yes. which one are we gonna yeah. talk about first Death uh, that right? was my one, first yeah. question is it better to start with something funny and then with something fucking which know, one do you think we have more to talk disturbing? about disturbing that's a tough one, honestly. 
probably death to Smoochie, I guess. I don't know. Let's get Megan is missing out of the way just so we can maybe okay. end on a funny light note and exactly. shit. Exactly. That's what goes I was off, right? toward, yeah. Both just sitting there staring at her <laughs> drinks and shit. Which could be hilarious. Could be, yes, exactly. It works out either way, really, in the end. <laughs> Just flip a coin. All right, well, I'll summarize oh, Megan is Missing. Or Megan is Missing first. Uh, yeah. Megan is Missing is this movie that I came to find out was made in like 2006 and just sat there for like five years because no one wanted to fucking touch it until Anchor Bay. Sounds familiar. Which is a famous, famous horror house that made, you know, Halloween and all this kind of shit through the 80s. That now got folded into Lionsgate and has basically fucking disappeared. So one less place for cool, crazy horror shit. Mm-hmm. In 2011, Anchor Bay picked this movie up and put it out. It still didn't do shit. No one knew about it. It's this heinous found footage movie that is ultra realistically. Like we we call Cactus Jack a found footage movie, but it's like shot by oh arti- artistically by this documentarian character and shit. This is literally just kids with cell phones recording stupid ass teenagers preteens and shit almost even and one of them gets abducted by some dude on the internet and disappears and there's a few weeks of that and then her best friend goes disappearing too and we find out kind of like spoilers you know the vanishing what happened to her friend the vanishing by the way fucking spoilers all timer shit top 10 maybe for me ever Yes, the um, European one especially. Yes, yeah, no, um, that Jeff <laughs> it's interesting to watch, but probably the yeah. worst movie Jeff Bridges has ever been in. Probably my least favorite performance of his. It was weird. Just miscat and Kiefer Sutherland. Otherwise, he's amazing. But they should have swapped. Yes, I Kiefer know. Sutherland totally. should have been the dick, totally. and Jeff Bridges is the guy. I feel like that's how they were going to cast it, but Bridges wanted to play the bad guy mm. or some weird shit. You know how that happens. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so then the last 15, 20 minutes of Megan is Missing is the guy filming what he did to these girls. And it's the worst shit you've ever seen. Everyone who's bitching about Cactus Jack, watch this and shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because there's nothing in our movie that's nearly as bad as anything that happens in the last 10 minutes of this. I recently watched a Serbian film too, you know, with especially with Jack coming out. Because, well, I would go ahead and explain why I picked this, which has to do with Jack, because you know our film Cactus Jack. Because in you know it, other movies are referenced often in reviews of Caf- Cactus Jack. Um, Man bites dog is one of them, of course. A Serbian film, yeah, Salo, One Hundred Twenty Days Solemn, Sodom, which I haven't seen either. Um, so I hadn't seen any of these and Megan is missing is one that was referenced and someone specifically said I have not felt this uncomfortable in a movie since Megan is missing yes so I was like okay I gotta see this now (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, I mean I love disturbing shit man I mean I not because I get off on it but just because like being discomfort or you know uh, discomforted I guess or uh, you know put in a place of discomfort is stimulating in a way i mean i guess yeah you know, it's visceral it's making your hair on the back of your neck right your skin crawl and your stomach churn and shit it's right like, i appreciate that it's in fiction in the form of something that i'm that it is voyeuristic and that i'm not experiencing it personally but the thing is the, the subject matter of megan is missing is real like this shit happens all the time it's based so, on a true story yes um, not a specific one. It was more based. No, there's on a just, specific one in Oregon. 
Really? Because I re- I thought I read that they didn't. They specifically said it wasn't a. Well, I read a thing that talked about this case in Oregon of this dude who had abducted these two girls and they found them buried in blue barrels and shit. Mm. So I don't know. Um, which spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, any of our shit is. Yeah. Right. Of course. Um, you know what though? What you were just talking about is like the bedrock of catharsis. That's what it's all about. We experience it through fiction, through story, through theater, through whatever. So that we expurgate the demons of it, essentially, to a degree. You know what I mean? Um, You watch war movies and your men are more prepared to go to war or to process the war they came home from, et cetera. You know, Um, I feel like this movie, as fucked up as it is, and it blew up to the tune of it's been seen like 83 million times since November, just a few months ago, because it blew up on TikTok all of a sudden. But I was about to say, I feel like it should be shown in fucking schools, even though it's the worst thing ever. I feel like right. it should scare yeah, every teen- If I got a teenage if daughter, anything, I it's a cautionary tale, right? This is one. Because again, yeah, exactly. That's what ha- this really, I did just Google it. It says, I think it's kind of gray area, but does it tell a real story? No. While Goy based his film on real, real life child abductions, Megan is missing. It's is itself not a real story or based on one specific tale. Yeah, yeah, like but I think, I think it's saying like, it isn't Megan. It, yeah, exactly. So it's, I think maybe, yeah, it's a little in, in but there is a case that's supposedly pretty much this. Okay. Which is, but that's what I had read that. Yeah. That, that made me say that it wasn't based on something, a real actual, like your real people mm-hmm. and shit, you know, but. But yeah, I'm sure it draws. And that man, when I saw that blue barrel in the basement, I knew what was coming. Oh, yeah. uh, and again, major spoilers. But that moment when he told her, you know, so the premise is, you know, Megan is missing, right? So this girl. Well, let me just give it the bait. Oh, actually, that's your job, right? To summarize the the plot. Well, yeah, like uh, I said, he then gets his hands on the second girl, and we see what happened to the first girl, which is basically she's just thrown in this dungeon and subjugated and forced to eat with no hands out of a bowl and all this and then of course he fucking just rapes her which is the worst shit ever it might have been i think it was more uncomfortable for me than irreversible that scene a similar scene and that I was agree. already yeah like it even seemed first off much. the distance irreversible was way down a hall he purposefully like distanced us we're like a person who starts to walk into the stairwell and sees 50 feet away this thing happening and we kind of linger there like should i get turned back i'm not gonna go walk down there and shit there's mm-hmm. that kind of weird uneasiness this shit he like puts the camera right in her face and it's the fact that it's a found footage it's right. the guy filming it himself right. when he's doing her it's just so gross dude that to Ugh. me like like eight millimeter tried to access that nah, um, found footage serbian horrible. film tried to access that uh, but i don't think oh shit are you do you hear me yeah i I just got a thing saying my internet dropped but it still seems good um but the you know those films try to access something that that um like a phenomenon of the fact that like a real real footage is disturbing as fuck if it's presented as real Mm -hmm. footage you know now with this movie i don't think if i if i you know, didn't know whether it was fiction or nonfiction upon first watching. I would know right away it was it was fiction because Just of the acting. Bad acting and shit. Yeah, I think um, it didn't convince me. Like it didn't give me the feeling that it really felt it was gen- like it felt real enough that it fooled me in that sense. Until the end, at that point, it actually was more. 
it was, I think, just the acting really. That, that kind was of the thing. Me. That girl yeah. specifically, though, is very kind of lifeless early on. Yeah. And I was like, man, they got a flat actress for this. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, there are some just shy girls who are just. Oh, yeah. like, Which girl are you talking about? Megan or Amy? I think her name Amy. was the other girl. Yeah. Amy, I felt was actually pretty good. She she seemed convincing. I yeah, think it was Megan more. And, her acting, and some of the other the actors. End. Amy was yes. the one. Oh, she was still great. alive at the end. Yeah, she's she the one you actually. Was... That was kind of an interesting turn because it says Megan, Megan is missing in the title. Exactly. And she exactly. does go missing first, but you uh, it, you actually experience it through Amy and you're like, what happened to Megan? You still didn't even know. But when you see that blue barrel, you got to guess, you know, you got an idea. And then it opens. Yeah. When, suspicion's uh, so, confirmed. So the killer guy, um, I forget what his name Josh, Josh. was what he called him. He said his name wasn't even Josh, but she kept calling him that and shit mm-hmm. anyway. But um he uh told her that he was gonna go ahead and release her, but she had to get in this barrel so she can't see where he's taking her mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and you just know and he just takes the lid off and it shows Megan's body in there and <sighs> it's horrific. That was like one of the two worst, months like, old body. Yeah, her eyes just open and shit. It's just fucking. And then he makes her get in the barrel with her. Disturbing dead bodies I've ever seen in a movie. And he makes her get in it and, yeah, buries her alive. And in the end, it's this extended sequence of him just shoveling and her begging. Dude, it's like five minutes of just him shoveling. Yeah, because her like, changing tactics of trying to sweet talk yes. and begging and shit. Oh my oh, god, it's awful. It's like it's so effective though. So, I gotta give it yes. props. It's, I gotta, especially the end, man. Like it really oh, yeah. ratcheted way up at the end. Yeah. Um, a couple other details I'll throw out too before we run out of time. Um, we had a lot of time. But don't worry. This guy, Josh. I mean, you know, because so we had yeah. more time for smoochie and shit. But um, but uh-huh. um, this Josh guy in the at first he just seems to be this guy on the internet and i mean like the first thing of course is like these dumb bitches for like talking to this guy who has no camera you know and like dumb bitches of course being stupid abused 14 year old girls exactly for sure no i'm just just, you know what it reminded me of uh well the first half kind of worked for me still in the same way that i've described that movie 13 is one of the great modern horror movies Mm -hmm. no it's not a horror movie but it is just the thought of having teenage girl. I think Stephen King even said it was like one of the great horror movies. It's uh, do you remember that movie with Evan Rachel Wood speaking to Marilyn Manson yeah. and uh, just these two girls running around at thirteen and fucking around mm-hmm. with boys and yeah, just drugs the shit they get up to. Yeah, secretly, exactly. it's her. It's scary, well, dude. I, 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 where I was going with that is that I think most girls like that are already savvy enough to be like if this dude's not going to show me like if you know th- that maybe. i don't know maybe they're they are at that <laughs> i feel like there ain't nothing dumber on the planet than a 14 year old girl dude who's it boy crazy like and... so suspect that oh yeah my camera's broken my dog ate it he literally I know, said i think you know think of this uh, chick's shit chicks by dude true true <laughs> maybe i'm giving them too much credit and, you know now of course not see this is the thing it's always like some smart woman with agency who takes a offense to it just showing how much egocentric she is and shit like like you're saying women have no agency and they're all stupid and they'll buy hook line and sinker it's like no but dumbass 14 year old girls yes mm-hmm. most of them i mean you get your blossoms and shit who are too smart but yeah these ones from broken homes and shit Ugh. i and, bought yeah, it they got i bought it yeah, I just felt like if they they that they would go on camera, but not the guy on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I don't know. I just felt like, well, it was filmed a while ago well, too. Look at that maybe. show Catfish, though. It's always that kind of shit. 
my camera's broken, this and that. It's always some excuse, and motherfuckers always fall for it. You know, in those catfishing schemes. Do, but do it's they like, go on video with the person not on video, or is it more just like sharing pictures I've seen and a couple talking over audio like and stuff? Like, because they yeah they show like, pictures. So but I stand it's by my thing about them being dumb. Then yeah, and he did send <laughs> pictures. Yes, but there was some skater kid that wasn't him. I'm right. sure. Just like right. that's the thing now. And I, if you see one episode of Catfish, you you get yourself catfished. I feel like if you've seen one episode, you know to take someone's pictures, right click, hit Google search image, and right. see if that shit's from a catalog or who they say they are or not. You know, the image, if they stole the image, it's out there. And you can know pretty quickly. That's the first thing that fucking Neve dude or whatever his name is. Yeah. That silver haired Max or whatever. Is that their name? Neve? How do I know that shit? I think that might be right. It sounds Terrible. right. <laughs> well, that Max guy, I remember he like made that movie that Zach was in, that DJ movie when we were writing that script for him shit. Anyway, not to bring that motherfucker up every podcast. <laughs> Bobby Billy. Um, every episode, that's the first thing they do. They image search the person's shit and right. they immediately find out it's not them. I'm like, you needed MTV to do this for you? What the fuck is wrong with you? So, yeah, oh yeah when they go yeah i see what you mean when they find someone else who is getting catfish they if didn't you've seen one episode themselves. of catfish and yeah you right right feel right. like the person you're talking to is fishy Maybe you should um, know to do what they it's self-delusion is shit yeah exactly it's wishful thinking you know they right. want it to be real that's the problem and i think this girl was probably the same yeah, way she wanted this hot this. dude yeah. yeah it's fucking stupid and but it's weird it's because these girls already you know it's not like they weren't getting attention well at least megan you know wasn't getting attention mm-hmm. and shit from other guys but Maybe, not I from her know, mom her not character. from her dad that's the problem No, i mean from guys though boys and shit you know but right i'm just saying they're gonna keep trying to get searching for male attention so they find one that feels like dad or some mm-hmm. shit you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> so fucking people are lame are gorillas like this like if there's a gorilla and its dad dies like fucking does that other gorilla just have issues the rest of its life and shit and fuck all these other exactly and, or yeah uh, the human mind is we overinflate things too much exactly the impact of things on us all right um, now irreversible i've suggested to several people it's one of those yeah. litmus test things funny games and thing. cactus jack was compared to that recently too like yes mark by mark metcalf which is awesome yep. um this is would you suggest this to people <laughs> Megan is missing. That's the question. I don't know if I could. I mean, I guess I would. I say if you have a stomach depends on the harsh shit, by all means, watch it. Exactly. But honestly, yeah. again, everyone, we've had Hollywood tell us like this is too dark. This 83 million people have watched this shit on TikTok in the last three months. Right. So yeah. Fuck you, people don't a watch A lot the of people darkest, out there are watching even shit. Yeah, I mean, people are out there watching real fucking murders and beheadings and shit on the internet. So right. is, compared to that, this is at least it's fiction. Um, so in I that mean, regard, why wouldn't I kind of suggest it? But I'm like, just know what it is going in. Yeah, that it's one of the most realistic, harsh, stomach churning. I mean, you want to rescue so you you feel helpless because you can't do anything to help even though you know it's fictional and shit but you know it's happening every day in the fucking world exactly. and just we gotta keep out keep an eye on your fucking kids like mm-hmm. it sucks because you can't be a helicopter parent but man teach them yeah, to not be desperate too. idiots you know right <sighs> value themselves 
I'm a avid consumer of true crime, like podcasts and documentaries right. and things. And every time, especially I have a, a special, special sore spot for people who are captured and held uh, prisoner, especially if they're like tied down. Yeah, that's shit, one you of know? possibly it's the like worst. human nature, you know, like, yeah, just the idea of that happening to yourself is just so fucking gut wrenching. So, yeah when that went down on this, it's just really hits a primal level. And somebody who just does that to like young girls, like you're just a pussy. Yep. This dude who wants to like, if you want to dominate something, see at least like fighters, that's some shit. Like I want to dominate mm. the alpha. I want to dominate the baddest motherfucker you put right. in front of me. Gonna... Not I'm going to find a 14 year old girl and dominate him and shit. You mm-hmm. fucking loser. Die. It's about the most disgusting thing imaginable. Truly is. Like most other forms of murder are at least somewhat com- driven by, you know, either just acts of passion, you know, domestic situation. Not that they're excusable. I'm just saying compared to this, though, this particular form of, you know, it's just vile. The fact that we um, have that in us, that it's so... And there's a lot of dudes out there, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these motherfuckers. Look at those uh, to catch a predator shits. You know what I mean? I mean? Who knows where that was headed? Each of those, if they had a right. fucking blue barrel in their future and shit. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it's covering humans. your tracks. Fucking humans are disgusting. It's kind of like that Louis C.K. joke and shit. Which? Like, Sorry. The uh, pedophile has to kill the kid and shit because the way society treats you know yeah if you could just return them and say like here he is you know and there's not all these repercussions you probably have more that survive because yeah i know it's all since you can't return i don't know what you do with that information but put them in a blue barrel and bury them right Uh, Um, i was gonna say the other reference point for that particular thing is being buried alive um edgar Allan poe that was like when i was a you know a teenager whatever reading Mm poe that was one of the things that really got me was being buried alive that whole idea of and this you know just spoilers one reason so great yes yeah i mean all of our shit just shouldn't have blown that but what's that well, in a in a podcast where you say you should go watch this movie and then blow it. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Oops. We should just make that a general rule that, like, in our fucking description or something, watch mm-hmm. it first. You know, like, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Fuck off. This is one though. This is one that I think people should see before knowing anything about it. Oh yeah. All right. Would you suggest this movie to mom? Mom Not showed us like, faces of death. Right. And. Death Not scenes, to put her out there. She worse. probably hates like, us telling people that. <laughs> faces of death, half of it's fake, but she's, right. yeah, she brought home ones that are even more like, well, there's like the famous Bud Dwyer video, you know, the guy who mm-hmm. shot himself in front of an assembly because the he was um, going to jail. And, yeah. Um, that's even on YouTube, I think. Right. Man, millions of people seen that shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's reality. That's the other thing. I mean, if you fucking hunt and shit like that, you see the same exact thing happen. You, know, you see fucking blood gushing and organs and all this shit. You know, it's, I mean, it is. I don't reality. think it's abnormal it's part to of be life. interested in seeing the craziest yeah, shit I'm reality has to offer. You know? Yeah, like it, knowing we're all going to die in whatever random way in a fucking car accident or whatever. You might want to have a, like an idea of what that looks like, you know? Well, that's what they used to do. All. Remember, they used to show drunk driving accident yeah. pictures to kids, but be now afraid. we're all yeah, be exactly very afraid. That's why I was saying this should be shown to everyone. It's like 
what happened the original mm-hmm. cautionary tales were the first fairy yeah. tales and shit you like know? yeah they're for kids I think so man i would want my teenage if i had a teenage daughter i'd want her to see this honestly i'd be like yeah get it terrified because this shit happens shit man her, i'd rather her be traumatized by this movie than that shit happen to her in real life yeah i want every time she agrees to meet some dude at the mall that she thinks of this movie yes <laughs> you know what i mean like take your mace strengthen numbers don't go anywhere alone you know just don't be fucking stupid but they're so desperate. It clouds their judgment big time, you know, desperate for attention and hot skater boy to like him and shit. So stupid. <sighs> Fucking hormones. I wish and, we could and just for the record, I do buy hormones. For the record, I do buy that these girls would do this. It, that was more me reacting. It's just frustrating to, to watch. Like, well, yeah, well, when I called them stupid, I didn't mean to say yeah, that yeah, I don't I feel know. like you know like i get it i get why they're that stupid because they are not it's naivete you know oh, it's ignorance <laughs> yeah. stupid 14 year old yeah so maybe that was too pejorative i guess you know, I but... what you meant, but... uh, yeah the world knows now if i can i don't know how much time we have left on smoochie should we get to okay smoochie? let's dive in yeah um do you want to summarize okay. it real quick all right sure yeah um <clears throat> so it's a the the plot is a Barney. Well, let's start at the beginning. It's actually okay. Robin Williams plays a character who I think it was Rainbow Randy, Rainbow Randolph. Yes, Rainbow. Um, Randolph. A kids' TV show character. It's like a does Captain this Kangaroo like song and dance thing. number, right? Yeah. Um, you know, kids' morning show or whatever, and he ends up getting in trouble because he's like taking money to get people's kids on the show and shit like that, um, and the network because of this blemish that they got from him, the black guy, you know, uh, public, as far as publicity goes, goes out to find the exact opposite to find some wholesome, you know, TV kids show star potential star and replace the Robin Williams character. And they find that in Ed Norton, who is this Barney type rhinoceros smoochie who at the time is just doing like um, shows that, clinics for people who are recovering from you're going to get off that smack yes (laughs) (laughs) um and they bring him on uh katherine keener who's amazing best thing in it all three people i named are fucking just like you know upper echelon actors robin williams ed norton and kathleen keener not my Um, favorite performances of either Robin williams or ed norton by a long shot maybe some of my least favorites but they're the shit and katherine keener i thought was the best thing in it but she was i agree yeah um, so she's the network representatives who finds uh, Smoochie and makes a star out of him and puts him on TV and the show starts to take off and there's a sort of power struggle and there's all of this corruption surrounding the whole scene of everyone with their fingers in the pie and criminal elements, which, you know, um, you know, uh, Rainbow Randy, uh, you know, the Robin Williams character was a part of, you know, prior to Ed Norton coming on. So then all these conflicts, like charities, like everyone's corrupt. Yes. Which is Um, probably one of the better things about it. The yeah. Satirical elements. Yes. Even if it's a bit messy and shit, you know, right. Um, And hyperbolic and stuff. Yeah. Just the fact that it's a kid show of all things. It's all this corruption around it. Right. Funny. Um, And it culminates with, you know, basically a, uh, eventually, 
Smoochie pisses off so many people that were entrenched in this system that was working for them, this corrupt system that they decide to take him out. And there's this big kind of showdown at the end of this fucking um, Smoochie on ice show. And it's pretty much a happy ending at the end. You know, the bad guys. Him and Rand- Rainbow Randolph end up together on a show. Yeah. They were yes. bitter rivals and shit. Yes. Um, so you want to talk about why you picked it before we go into our analysis of it? I mean, I picked it in part just because I remember we saw it in the theater and I remember fucking hating it. Mm-hmm. But I love Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Right. I remember someone on Twitter a while ago was like, what celebrity death actually impacted you in any meaningful way? And I was like, Robin Williams, of all the ones I think of, that shit sucked. It still sucks. And we're going to be talking about Dead Poets Society coming up, coming up in a couple of weeks, which is a super <laughs> special movie to us. Maybe our all-time favorite. Um, yep. And I think I would go on record and say that, at least in this episode, it's going to be nuts. Um, but that was part of it. I just wanted to start watching some more Robin Williams movies. I've been thinking about him a lot with the Dead Poets shit coming up. And I just got all these stacks. And I'm like, I want to be hitting new shit that neither of us have seen, but I also want to revisit some of these older movies that time has forgotten or whatever and the satire of it was one thing i because i started thinking of the premise again the premise is gold if you told me there's this movie about these warring it's like the bone wars you know but with Uh fucking barney and captain kangaroo are at war and shit that sounds right right to me you know yep um the execution Mm mm-hmm that's its biggest drawback to me. It, like the hyperbolic yeah. nature that I mentioned. It's sort of like um, a Hudsucker Proxy and stuff like that. The Coen Brothers, where it's just a little over the Terry top. Terry Gilliam kinda, Light. Yeah, Terry Gilliam's a good with reference. Dutch point. angles and weird. Like and, Danny DeVito is trying very hard to, but it didn't feel like it's him. He's not that kind no. of filmmaker. It felt like a guy who usually does pretty static stage mm-hmm. shots trying to be zany and shit directing and it kind of just yeah. didn't work for me um i kind of what's started... funny is it's it's consistency consistent consistently so so that makes me think that was the i feel like they accomplished what they wanted you know what yeah, i mean like it Dutch wasn't Angels, this, that, or, you know, yeah just... like and maybe because was they half... were aiming for it it was they overdid it a bit you know what i'm saying they either <laughs> overdid it or underdid it right to me like when it first comes in on john stewart in that boardroom and shit it's kind of terry gilliam light like i said mm-hmm. it would have been better to just shoot it straight going straight but if you're going to do that shit, off the rails get up in yeah. his face right they did a pretty good amount of that but yeah you're right maybe it wasn't consistent enough in terms of um it just felt others forced and half it's like somebody yeah. trying to employ that style when it's not their style which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. fun you tried to That's do it it's cool it. whatever but honestly we talk about Tobias Lindholm in a hijacking in a war. That's the version of this I want. Yes, exactly. I want the straight up uh, assassination of Richard Nixon or fucking mm-hmm. killing them softly version of this. Where what would this really look like if it were yeah. to go down? Exactly. You don't need to go zany because the premise yeah. is batshit enough. Play it straight. I think part of what we hated about it when we first saw it too, because I, I hated it less the second viewing than I did the first time. And the mm-hmm. first time we were straight off of, I don't know what their very well, last like American history X, but American shit, history like, X and Robin Williams being, you know, um, so faulted by us and stuff. And then for this to be 
the follow-up yeah i mean smoochie is the exact opposite of the american history x dude you know at least the way you know he started at the beginning of american history x like this hardcore which is a great in you terms of norton's I range i appreciate his range in this as far I have as alternate his... universe casting for this movie that i think works way better okay did you think about that at all who you would cast if you were casting anybody differently no i felt like robin williams wasn't it might be my least favorite robin williams performance as far as it was just kind of arch and all that i started thinking because yeah, it's arch like that, on that front, jim yeah. carrey mm. in that role just batshit fucking kids over the top you know mm-hmm. well it's funny because i almost felt the soul of ed norton was better for rainbow randy and the soul of robin mm-hmm. williams was better for smoochie but they were their age wise it wouldn't work you know what i'm right. saying because because uh Ray, you know rainbow randy was supposed to be on his way out almost you know kind of uh, he's been around a while and all that you know who I was yeah, for uh, rainbow Jim randy King. there's two people toby mcguire would have been great mm. and matt damon would have been hilarious to me for some reason just his face <laughs> and that shit and just uh, playing kind of like the what do you mean type naive fucking yeah, the wholesomeness and because yeah. this would be that era matt damon too you know young i don't know but he is in the like <laughs> damon definitely has some ed, a bit of edge so i'm not saying that he as a person is necessarily no not like, at all but he could play that wholesome type, but yeah he could yes it'd be interesting to watch like the informant it. that kind of weird who was the other one you said toby mcguire uh, that's what i okay yeah pretty that's interesting yeah now, <laughs> the Jim Carrey of it is more broad, which is leaning into what I thought the problem of the movie was. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, the rain, the Rainbow Randolph character was just kind of gross, too, dude. It was. Which, <laughs> like, I was like, kids. There like is something this about a, like Captain Kangaroo himself. Like, I remember, I don't know if this is true. I don't think it is, but I remember as a kid hearing that he was like, you know, gotten trouble for molesting kids or something like that like you get or that there was at least rumors of it and shit like that what even i don't into that racket right (laughs) but 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 uh i don't again i have no idea to the veracity of that i haven't looked it up or anything and i don't think it's it's true but i i I get where that rumor might come from joke granny or mom made (laughs) right throw some weird shit at us like that my point is i i could get where that would come from because it is sort of like that, like, you know, you, you almost sus- got to suspect someone who I don't think you got to, but I'm just saying like, there is an instinct to <laughs> be like, you know, I don't know about this guy that's kind of, he's a little too much into kids and shit. And like, it's just a Dude, John C. Riley is him or some shit. That oh be- shit. That would be great. But then there's like Fred Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers, who I don't doubt at all like he seemed right. like a truly like gr- good person through and through and had the right intentions and everything i could be wrong but you know i i, I don't think so i get the feeling he's really way more the type to get molested than to molest anyone <laughs> right exactly yeah um even in adulthood some brief right. molesting <laughs> shit <laughs> he's so meek yep here's the I thing know. about the robin williams thing i felt and this is Danny DeVito's issue, honestly. This is on the director, because we all know from Awakenings and fucking One Hour Photo and Insomnia and shit, Robin Williams can play it straight, fucking Goodwill Hunting, that the off-camera shit was so broad and over the top. And mm-hmm. when he would get mad at the TV and when he would do that, you know, all of it was just over the top. None of the performances felt like real people. I love him acting like that when the camera's on, but as soon as the camera went off, 
I don't know. Just felt. Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was the majority of his appearance in the movie, yeah, just... screen time, and yeah, yeah. it was. I, I know. Yeah, it didn't feel true, man. Yeah, it was just like not only in terms of, like you said, the style of the directing. It, uh, directing, it felt like them trying to emulate something that really wasn't, you know, uh, genuine. And like some kind of madcap, crazy yes. zany thing, but it's like no. Which can be fine. I mean, you know, that can exist, but it's just it's never going to hit that that note that you could be that premise if you played it straight could be amazing to me <laughs> i mean like an all-time great movie because it's just like what if you networked the barney scene and shit you know what i mean like you gave it the network treatment or quiz show or something you know it could be fucking awesome yes the more zany something is like behind the scenes on a game show you don't play the game, the behind the scenes on a game show all crazy like a game show. You play it straight, man. I don't know. That's just how I would have done it. It's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Danny DeVito hopefully made the movie he wanted to make. That's all you ever think about right. as a filmmaker. It's like Cactus Jack again. Say what you want about it, motherfuckers. We made what we wanted to make. You know, yeah, your own shit. Exactly. Um, I can kind of see how you might get sort of ensorcelled or whatever to want to like make something like this like to get kind of um caught up in it like um when you think of like schumacher's batman and shit like that like they just get into it kind of reminds me of that in a way like how it is just so zany and caricaturish and stuff like that like i could see how people would get sort of caught up in that but um i feel like it's usually the wrong move you know even though you that even might be what you're trying to achieve but it's it can never achieve the greatness of Mm -hmm. and that shit is risky uh, like a a, tightrope original uh, yes exactly look at fisher king fisher king expertly walks that tightrope with a couple Mm -hmm. uh, moments in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Coen Brothers, Miller's Crossing has that fat yep. lady singing that kind of totally right. for a moment brings you out of it and shit. Yeah, but this was like the fat lady singing through the, the whole, whole movie almost. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah, it's like they wobble across this tightrope the whole time uh-huh. instead of having a couple wobbles, you know, which is kind of unfortunate. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I'd suggest it to people. You got to watch Death to Smoochie, man. <laughs> you know, right? No way I would. So, I'd, I'd recommend Megan is missing over it, and yes. I, and it, but not because I think it was great, but more like you said, because it's a cautionary tale. It's a, it might actually have a public service sort of element to it, mm-hmm. and also just because it is sort of unique, you know, and it, it definitely affects you like a lot more. Like it it gets you at the core of your being. About you know? that shit, dude. You might think about it the rest of your life, especially mm-hmm. if you're a girl. I still keep seeing that shit in the media. barrel, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, those and, first and, pictures and, with the uh-huh. fucking Marilyn Manson shit. Yep, speculums um, or whatever. And we're we're like relatively big, you know, male, you know, dudes and shit who are not this kind of person's target. So right. I'm already horrified and like by the idea of that happening to myself so i can only imagine an actual person who might be a target of someone like this you know the like imagine what it's like to be a young woman who is walking across in a parking garage or something um you know 
we're both very empathic people and that's partly what we why we're writers and what we do when we write is to imagine being other people and i do that all the time i imagine what like you know louis ck has a bit on that too like women are fucking nuts for getting in a car with some stranger you know to go on a date like Always a normal date you know Any yeah it is crazy i had barely known i was like you're nuts yeah, what are you, you know, doing? Right? Not to think like, ooh, I could snap your neck right now. I went into some shit. But no, just, just like, more from if their I perspective. Was you, yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'd fucking yeah, but it's man. evolutionary biology, man. And it's really unfortunate. I mean, that's a mild way to put it, but it's just fucking it's tragic. tragic. I'll say, yes. yeah, that 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 is a reality in the world that now you people like you and I who are good, decent people who you know. Everyone else has that, that, you know, these speak for like, yourself, <laughs> but uh, you know, that people feel like they have to be on guard because there are creeps out there. And then all the, all of us who aren't creeps, you know, have to, you know, contend with that, that, you know, the, the entire, it's like, it could be a beautiful fucking world, but you know, all these fucking weirdos screw it all up for everyone else, you know? <laughs>